This week on AA Pop Culture Cast, Adam and Anthony talk about their holidays. They discuss the suing of Netflix by Sony company Choose Your Own Adventure, and also Young Justice's return to the DC Universe streaming service. Anthony and Adam also kick off Month of Firsts by watching Raiders of the Lost Ark. All right, welcome to Double A Pop Culture Cast, your weekly recharge. So we are back from our little uh, little hiatus. There, uh, we took New Year's Eve off, um, and uh, had a little Avengers Endgame discussion. Um, but now we're back. So how was the holidays? How were the holidays for you, Anthony? They were great. A lot of quality time spent with family and friends, which I feel like is what the holidays are all about. Yeah, I would I would say it's it's family and friends first, and then um, food, and the then three f- Fs, and then food. The three Fs of the holidays: family, friends, and food. Um, fourth, I guess if you have a rocky relationship, fights maybe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> friends, food, family, and fights, and fights. The four Fs of the holiday season. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, uh, well, good, good. How was your your Christmas? It was great. Christmas is my favorite holiday. Yeah. So it was awesome. Good. Again, like some really good family time. How about yeah. yourself? It was good. It was good. It was very quiet. Um, just me and my parents just chilling. We spent the whole day just in our pajamas. Oh, that's exactly which, what my family does too. Yeah. Um, you know, typically I'll, on the weekends, if I'm home, I'll spend my day with pajamas, you know, half the day. But on Christmas, like we're not going anywhere. Not, no one needs to present be presentable to anyone else. It's just family, so right pajamas all day. Exactly, and it's so comfy. It is. It you is. need that kind of day. The day where you just don't have to be on. You can just relax, chill, be comfortable, and chill. Not have to yeah. worry about things. Exactly. Yeah. But you went abroad shortly after the holidays. I did on New Year's Day on the first day of 2019. <laughs> my dad and I got on a plane headed to Atlanta. And then from Atlanta, I went to Brussels in Belgium. So, yeah, it was fun. Um, got a, I got to see a lot of really cool old architecture, like old castles from like the 12th century, right next to like a modern skyscraper. So it was very, very cool. Um, but I missed the food. Back to those those three, four Fs of the holidays, I missed the food. What was, um, what was the best food there? The best food... So in Belgium, Belgium is, part, or at least the northern part of Belgium is this region called Flanders. Mm-hmm. Um, it's close to the Netherlands, low country, low country, I guess, because it's technically below the sea level. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a really swampy area. But they have this thing called Flanders or Flemish uh, beef stew. And it's not like a stew we would think of in America, like a beef stew, which is like a thick broth. This is more like chunks of like slow cooked beef, just like simmered for like three, four hours, and like a really thick, spiced sauce. Mm-hmm. It's it's so hard to describe. You just have to taste it. And we had so this is like a regional dish, um, and we had it maybe three, four times while we were there. Um, but the best time we had it was at this place in Bruges. 
um, and it was a little restaurant called uh, Pule Mule. Um, <laughs> Love that name. <laughs> which I think is French for like uh, chicken and mussels, because mussels um, are also like a really big thing in Belgium. Are they? They are like like steamed mussels and like a wine sauce. Every restaurant we went to, like twenty four dollars bucket of mussels. I love so, mussels. Really? I'm gonna have to visit. I'm so yeah, yeah. It's it's a great great place to be, and because it's not where most American tourists would go, it's really cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cheap to get around. It's like 16 euro, which is like 20 dollars roughly, um, 20 18 dollars um, to go from so city 2019? to city. 20, 20 dollars, uh, 19 20 dollars. To go from city to city by train, mm-hmm. and it's only like an hour oh, in between no, each not city. Bad at all. So yeah, I mean, for reference, Belgium could fit inside Ohio like twice. So <laughs> it's a pretty small country. Gotcha. Um, but no, it was great. It was great. So how was your New Year's? How was what? Your New Year's. My New Year. <laughs> yeah. How was your New Year's? It was great. I Good. I I did a little get together. It was a mashup. Of some time with my brother and his friends, mm-hmm. uh, and my own high school friends and friends from college. Nice. So we ended up going to a bar, dancing the night away. It's best best way to do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you do anything special? Uh, with the flight the next day. Um, <laughs> so much. <laughs> yeah, my my it was just my parents and I, kind of like for Christmas. Um, we had a we bought a meat and cheese platter. We broke that out, drank some wine. <laughs> it was really quiet. That sounds. That it was, sounds nice. It was nice. Uh, yeah, we watched the the Dick Clark's Rockin' Rockin' New Year's Eve, hosted by Ryan Seacrest. It's an extremely long title for a really <laughs> simple, you know. And it's so weird because these people stand in New York City, in Times Square for like twelve hours. I know it's insane. And like a lot of them wear adult diapers. Because they can't go to the bathroom. Because like, once you're in there, you're in there. <laughs> I had heard about that. Yeah. Um, so, like, a lot of them wear adult diapers. So they just, you know... <laughs> just It's such a gross thing to me. Like, I don't mind standing in a crowd, like, in New York City to watch the ball drop and all that. But, yeah. like, if you're standing... Because you have to get there at, like, 11.30 in the morning. Oh, my God. And you're there until, like, 1 in the morning. Um... And so just, like, why would you do that to yourself? Yeah, I wouldn't want to. That takes a different breed of person. <laughs> yeah, and this year it was raining the whole time. Yeah. So, like... That's really rough. And it, was, it wasn't it was even, like, cold rain. It was, like, 50 degree. Like, it's kind of warm-ish, but also not. And you're surrounded by all these people, and so there's, like, the body heat... And it's raining. Oh, so you think that's worse than if it was cold rain? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Ooh, I don't know. I would rather take a snowstorm over a rainstorm. I hate... I really do not like rain in the winter. Mm-hmm. But it's usually because it's cold rain. Oh. Yeah, I I would rather take cold rain because I feel like when it gets really hot, it's like muggy almost. And you're wearing this coat, so you're already like warmer than usual. And you're mm-hmm. basically like in a little self-contained sauna... <laughs> you can't go to the bathroom for like twelve hours, yeah, and you can't sit down for like twelve hours. 
And just like, it sounds like a horrible place to be. Oh, I think this was part of that New Year's Eve special, but wasn't the the uh, the professional video game player who does Fortnite? Oh, uh, Ninja. Ninja. Didn't he? Did he? Wasn't he there? I saw this clip where he tries to get everyone to floss. To floss, yeah. And no one's doing it. Do it. Yeah, he's like, I want to see movement down there. Come on. <laughs> Move! And he's like shouts move at them. And it's like, oh no. You poor man. Oh well. Yeah. But so, yeah. So the New Year's Eve special wasn't mm-hmm. the only thing you watched over break. I didn't actually watch it. I didn't watch, you didn't watch it? I did not watch the Doctor Who New Year's special. No, no, no. I meant uh, Dick oh. Clark. Oh, that. Oh. The Dick Clark. Um, oh, I thought you were about Ryan Doctor Seacrest. Who. You also watched something on Netflix. I did. I did. This is. Oh. Look at you. Perfect little segue there. Um, yes, I, I watched the Netflix uh, Black Mirror special, uh, Bandersnatch, which is in the news uh, a few days ago. It was revealed that they're being sued. They're being sued for like the concept of their episode. So for those of you who haven't seen it, um, highly recommend it. It's a great watch. Very unique. Um so Black Mirror is a series that kind of looks at technology, looks at the way humans interact with technology, how it affects us, and basically pushes it to like the extreme, almost kind of like a modern day Twilight Zone. Yeah, but it, it's always in a dark sense. Yeah, it's, it, like there's the never, dark side of technology. There's like two happy episodes. One of them's about a dating app and one of them's about like end of life hospice care. Um, oh, is that the one where... The, it's traveling back to the 80s yeah san junipero oh, yeah, that i one, watched part of that i like that yeah that one and hang the dj are like the only two happy ones and hang the dj is only called that because it's the song that plays well i don't want to spoil it okay. but those are like the only two happy ones mm-hmm. but this one bandersnatch is unique in that it's a choose your own adventure so they literally acted out all the possible scenarios you could pick so as you're watching it on the bottom of the screen It'll be like, for instance, at the very beginning of the episode, the main character wakes up, goes downstairs, and his dad's like, so what do you want to eat for breakfast? You can have Wheaties or like Frosted Flakes. And he holds up two boxes and you have to pick what your character eats for breakfast. And even that small choice will impact the, the rest, rest of, the of the episode. Wow. And then he gets on the bus to go to work or he's pitching an idea of a new game to a video game company. But it's in like 1985. So it's like Atari base level sega like nintendo's not really a player at this point early video games okay um and like he's on the bus and you get to pick like do you listen to the top 20 hits or do you listen to like uh duran duran what do you want to listen to you have to pick what what you're going to listen to and that changes the soundtrack for the whole episode oh no um or you pick up a picture of your family or you put down a picture of your family or you know, you write in your diary or you watch TV. So does the episode stop and it, it freezes until you make a choice? So it will make a choice for you. If you don't. If you don't choose. Um, there are like bad endings. What does that mean? So the way the Choose Your Own Adventure works is basically there are five different endings that you can get. Um, I made the mistake of hopping right to the, the quickest ending. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way each ending is framed is there's like a, a news 
a technology news TV show that your main character watches um, that is like tech review like video oh. game review so basically you there's some positive goal that you're trying to get to you're basically trying to make you trying to get your character to make his video game pretty much i see um it's not quite that cut and dry um but i got to like the really quick short ending so the tech review guy on the tv show in this in bandersnatch was like yeah. well i don't know how to describe it it's a really rushed game very quick very boring Honestly, if I was a person who designed this game, I'd want to go back and try over myself. <laughs> and then the game, and then the TV show kind of pans back, and you see it on a little TV screen. It's like, would you like to go back? So I had to start over. Oh, um, no way. But then it catches you up to the mis- to the choice that, like, is where you made your mistake. So you don't have to like rewatch the whole thing. So technically, is a right way to do. There's a a way to watch it to win, basically. Kinda. There is a right way. Yeah, I would say more right way. It's Black Mirror. No one really wins. <laughs> um, but anyway, Netflix is being sued because apparently Choose Your Own Adventure is an actual publishing company that existed in the 80s that Sony bought up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently Sony has the rights to a Choose Your Own Adventure movie that they've yet to make, but they have the rights to it. And Netflix came out and was like, hey, here's our Black Mirror Choose Your Own Adventure TV show. Mm-hmm. Which Sony is saying, whoa, you can't do that because, you know, that's ours. We own that. Um, so it's really, really interesting. Um, however, Choose Your Own Adventure, um, there were Choose Your Own Adventure books in the 80s that existed. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the special Bandersnatch, the main character um, is basing this video game he's making off of this fake, this made-up novel called Choose Your Own Adventure Bandersnatch. Mm-hmm. Implying that this Bandersnatch book is part of this Choose Your Own Adventure series. Yeah, And so basically, they're like, whoa, you can't just steal that. But at the same time, Netflix is like, well, you can't really copyright the phrase choose your own adventure. And they never once implied that it was part of, you know, this whole series. The main reason they're being sued is that the company is worried that because it's a dark episode and because it's a dark topic, yeah. They're worried that their reputation will be tarnished. Oh, it'll hurt the brand. That basically people will be like, oh, Choose Your Own Adventure books are too dark for me. I can't, I don't want to do that. Oh, uh, okay. Where in fact, they're like very lighthearted fantasy, sci-fi adventure, you know, things for kids. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's really, really interesting there. So we'll have to see what happens with that. That's fascinating. I'm, I'm so surprised that they actually own their rights to that term. Yeah. I know that it's a whole another conversation there of, you know, trying to copyright different, you know, um, phrases like Candy Crush for a while, owned by King Games, um, tried to copyright the word candy. Seriously? Yeah. Um, and um, Taylor Swift tried to, ta- tried to copyright the phrase Shake It Off. Um, I don't think either of them were successful. No. Because I don't think you can cover the word candy. That's a generic term 
and shake it off is also a generic term. Yeah. Like, it's just a phrase. Are you you thinking what I'm thinking? We should come up with our own catchphrase and 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 copyright copyright it. And then make it so close to, like, a popular one. Like, yeah, you know what they saw... People say, accidentally saying what they saw, and they know what they say. Yeah, then, or, or wait, what's the thing I always say at the end of the episodes? Noise! Oh, noise! <laughs> we copyright noise! <laughs> we should do it! Copyright AA Pop Culture Cast 2019. <laughs> noise TM. <laughs> if we ever get merch, we have to get a noise yeah, t shirt. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, um, it's quite interesting what they're going to, seeing how this is going to go. Um, but yeah. So, speaking of streaming services, there's a new series on the DC streaming service that you want to chat about. Yeah, on the DC Universe streaming service. It's called Young Justice Outsiders. So, this is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Really? Yes. It's. I'm going to give a quick, abridged version of the history. Okay. So... There was a Young Justice comic series that ran from late 90s to early to mid 2000s called Young Justice. Okay. This series is lightly based off of that. It takes themes from that and also uh, Teen Titans, that team. Mm -hmm. So you have a team of teenage superheroes that you're introduced to. Mm -hmm. However, it's the superhero piece is very much on the back burner. It's, It's focused on their lives as individual people mm. they, and it's a very co-op it's a very spy-esque co-op uh why, why do i keep saying co-op it's a very spy-esque show okay they go on secret mission top secret missions yeah, yeah and the superhero piece comes first okay phenomenal show it aired for two seasons on cartoon network mm-hmm. first season was 26 episodes second season was 20 episodes mm. and then it was canceled there was there's still debate over why exactly it was canceled. Mm-hmm. It was a mix of things like toy sales. Mm. That was a big piece of it. That because basically the that toy sale would have funded the animation. So um, yeah, that's that's the hard thing with a lot of these superhero movies is half of it must be so hard for these executives, mm-hmm. whether DC or Marvel or any kind of a, like Star Wars even. You know, you want to make a good movie or TV show that's faithful to the comics, faithful to, you know, the original content, you know, the source material. And you also don't want to disappoint, you know, the stakeholders Mm -hmm. and the investors, you know, people who have money in the toy sales of Marvel or DC or Star Wars. And like, but yet the fans are sitting there like, oh, I can't wait to see, like, for instance, Infinity War. Some people were upset that Thanos's end goal was not what it is in Infinity War mm-hmm. um, or Infinity Gauntlet, which is about wooing Mistress Death. And they're like, right. "Oh, he wants to go out the universe. That's boring." Like, well, yeah, but we have to market this to kids, you know. And the family film of the summer is not family action film of the summer is not going to be a big giant muscular purple guy trying to get with you know, a female skeleton Mm -hmm. that's not really going to be appealing, you know, whereas you make it a vague enough thing that people are like, oh, okay, killing half the universe to balance it out. 
I don't agree, but it makes sense. You know, that's much more palatable to the general audience than this alien is trying to get with the personification of death. Yeah. Well, I also think just it would have been too much to introduce for that movie. And in the same way with, with young justice, I mean, I'm looking at pictures now and I remember actually seeing episodes of this before I remember seeing the show. Do you? It's, it's so well written. The really neat thing is the characters grow, Mm -hmm. but what's awesome is the fan base brought this show back. They never, they never gave up hope on it. Yeah. A few years ago, the entire the first two seasons were on Netflix, mm-hmm. and actually, one of the showrunners was part of was sort of helping out or putting the word out with this campaign. Mm-hmm. He he spoke directly to the fans saying, "This is how we get the show back." He said by buying the so there was tying comics by buying the comics by buying the Blu-rays and DVDs of the show and binging it on Netflix. So there was this hashtag that that was on twitter it was called hashtag keep binging yj and so it started it was i guess popular on netflix enough on netflix to have conversations start at warner brothers which owns dc and in november of 26 late november of 2016 it was officially announced that there would be a young justice season three and i remember just feeling so excited so it's cool that this has been if you look at when it ended over five years in the making, but since we've heard the announcement over six or over two years in, in the make around a little over two years in the making. So yeah. It's cool to see the fruition of it. And the show yeah. has evolved again. Mm-hmm. It's, it's definitely geared towards a more mature audience. It has more mature themes. Yeah. Now. So it's really cool to see it grow. Yeah. I love seeing shows that respect their audience. Mm-hmm. They don't just stay base level, you know, um, especially a lot of cards like cartoons that come to mind. Adventure Time. Mm-hmm. Um, I look back at when that first started. It was just goofy, you know, fantasy adventure, and then they added a, a much deeper plot to it, much more serious issues of like nuclear war. Oh, seriously? And like the implications of mass genocide. Wait, in Adventure Time. In Adventure Time, and it's like, oh. That's dark and very emotionally, you know, it pulls on the heartstrings a lot more. Yeah. Um, and even shows like, we brought it up several times, but I've been watching The Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And that even, you know, starts off pretty, you know, it's Star Wars. They got clone troopers. You got droids. It's Yoda running out with a lightsaber. Oh, it's so cool. And then you get to the politics and like the negotiations and these much deeper, more, as you put it earlier, cerebral stories that are like, oh, you know, this is not for, like, the average 10-year-old, mm-hmm. you know, um, but still making it a show that can be fun for all ages. Yeah, like, there's, there can be, there's more mileage there. Yeah. Th- for the older fans. Yeah, so. Well, awesome. Well, we would like to say that we had a great time last year doing this podcast oh we're, absolutely are very excited for 2019 so before we get into today's topic um i just want to go over how this year is going to go so far um so we've planned out through april um but each month will have a theme mm-hmm. now this month is january the end of the year so this theme for this month is a month of firsts um and so what that means is anthony and i are going to watch the first movie of a major film franchise 
um, each week and discuss it. Um, and so this week we watched about an hour ago, actually. Um, we wrapped up watching Raiders of the Lost Ark. I've seen many times before. I'm a, a big Indiana Jones fan. Um, and you've only seen it maybe once in your life? Yeah, definitely only once. Yeah. Um, so that'll be our theme for the month. And then next week we'll announce that month and what we'll be doing then. Um, and we'll keep on going from there. So each month we'll have a theme so you'll know what you're tuning into. Um, again, January, a month of firsts. Starring this week, Raiders of the Lost Ark. So Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Or Raiders of the Lost Ark, no and. Indiana Jones and the Raiders? Hang on. I'm going to look this up. No, you have to know. Yeah. Um, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark? No. So that's not the title at all. It's actually just called raiders of the lost ark really yeah um so this is the first movie in the indiana jones franchise oh and the subsequent ones were called indiana jones and something else i Mm -hmm. see so the next one was indiana jones and the temple of doom and the third one was indiana jones the last crusade and the fourth one which we will never ever talk about is um indiana jones and the kingdom of the crystal skull which unfortunately came out on my birthday in 2008, May 22nd. What a horrible birthday, uh, present. birthday present that was. <laughs> Steven Spielberg. Uh, Sorry yeah. about that. Oh, it's all right. So I've definitely seen the three original before. Mm-hmm. I remember back when I was in elementary school, my dad, my brother, and I, we spent three weekends in a row watching him. Mm-hmm. I didn't remember much from this movie, though. Really? Yeah. And as I was happy to see that boulder scene happen. Yeah. Because that's the one that's yeah. parodied so many times and has oh, come yeah. become a pop culture thing. I would say that along with like seeing the plane fly, like a cr- having the map in the background, kind of like that oh, overlay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, San Francisco to, to Tokyo. Do you think they were the first to, to do that? I think that's the first the time first? in pop culture, at least, where, like, that was done. That's done all the time. It's done all the time now. Hmm. I, I always thought of it as an Indiana Jones trope. Because that happens in subsequent movies. We'll have to look into that. I'm yeah. curious now. Um, like, I remember watching it. I watched Indiana Jones and Star Wars for the first time when I was, like, eight or nine mm-hmm. with my with my dad. Um, and I remember watching Raiders of the Lost Ark for the first time and being absolutely terrified by the end, which we'll get to in a bit. Um, but the ending is a little intense for younger viewers. <laughs> um, in retrospect, it's very goofy and like very, you know, ha 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 ha. Yeah. But like melting Nazis. Great. Um, but I remember like verbally telling my dad like when the third one when the last crusade you see the plane going around saying to my dad oh there goes the plane again <laughs> but but yeah um little adam catching on to the <laughs> visual motifs yeah like ah a recurring theme i see <laughs> hmm. well 
you know, call me Roger Ebert because I feel like I'm a film critic. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'll break that down for you. Yeah. So the plane is flying, as you can see, and the red line indicates where it's flying. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed the film. Good, good. Um, yeah, it's definitely, it's such a weird film to me because it's shot, it's from 1981, mm-hmm. but it does not feel like an 80s movie to me. Well, it's set in 1936. Right. Well, there were other, you know historical movies done at the same time around the same time name one name one i'm kidding i i believe you that <laughs> um i can't think of one i saw off my head but like it it feels like it was made though in the 40s like when movies like this were being made or the 30s oh yeah when these kind of like swashbuckling you know errol flynn pirate movies were being made you know that harkens back to George Lucas's childhood. Exactly. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's definitely... It feels almost timeless. Yeah. Um, there were a few little things that I just had to laugh at. And the first being the dialogue. I feel like the dialogue is not this movie's strong suit. Um, like, very strange dialogue occurs. Um... And it almost seems very campy. Now, I don't know if that's intended as part of that whole, you know, genre style. Mm-hmm. But there are just some lines, especially between the main villain, Belloc, and Indiana and Indy, mm-hmm. um, that just seems so, like, comically bad, you know? Like, like they don't have enough chemistry. <laughs> yeah. Like, are they not selling? So is it, yeah, What do you, do you think that's because of the script? I think it's a script just because it's like the scene where they're in like the market together where like so Indiana thinks his his girlfriend I guess we'll call her his girlfriend for the time being um Marion is killed mm-hmm. and he's you know I guess he's getting drunk at a bar and then two guys in white suits come and they're like hey come with us and he's like oh, alright I'll go with you guys and Belloc's inside waiting, um, and he's like listening to Belloc the entire time. And Belloc has this whole monologue about archaeology. That's their religion. How is their religion? He's like, we've both strayed from the pure religion. And how have they both strayed? I didn't understand that. I think as they're doing it now, at least Belloc's doing it for personal gain, mm-hmm. and Indiana's like, I don't see how he's straight. The though. thrill. I guess the thrill. Yeah, Maybe he's more into the thrill of it. But I wouldn't see that as, like, straying from, like, the true path of archaeology. I mean, like, if you like your profession enough to go risk your life, then, hey, more power to you, you know? Yeah. Like, nah, you're not passionate. <laughs> you're, you're too passionate. You're gonna slow down. You're gonna kill yourself like this indie. You're not honoring it. <laughs> yeah. Remember, archaeology, it's supposed to be slow and boring, not fast and exciting. <laughs> You're using your hands to wipe off the sand on these. Not your brush. Oh my god, Indy, what are you doing? Oh, <laughs> uh, just like just a whole like like his boss comes in for like a, a yearly review and it's like, <laughs> well, you're doing a good job here, Indy. Also, he's from Brooklyn, I guess. You know, you're doing a good job here, Indy. 
But listen, you gotta cut back, man. You're living too fast and loose. You're flying it over here, over there. You're trying to get out of the Ark of the Covenant, the Holy Grail. What are you doing with yourself, Indy? Does he try to get the Holy Grail? That's the third movie. Oh. Yeah, he, well, I'm not gonna spoil it for you. You may or may not get the Holy Grail. Oh, really? Um, Speaking of Holy Grails, I'm so excited for that young King Arthur movie that's coming oh, out. Oh, the boy <laughs> would be king? That actually looks pretty good. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think it looks good. Oh, it looks so goofy. It looks so campy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Extremely Patrick campy. Patrick Stewart is in it as Merlin. <laughs> is he really? Yeah. I thought it was some teenage kid who plays Merlin. No, 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 no. Did you, did you see the trailer for it? Yeah. Yeah. He says it's a disguise. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> He's actually Sir Patrick's. Anyway, we, we digress a bit. Yeah, I just had to bring um, that up. No, no, you're good. Um, but yeah, um, it, that whole like, straying from the true religion, and then out of nowhere, like, he, Indiana Jones is not showing signs of like, drunkenness or anything. Mm-hmm. He just seems like somber, which yeah. like, I get. And so, you know, Belloc has a line of like, the Ark is a, it's a radio transmitter to God himself. Yeah. And he's like, Want to talk to God? How about we do it together? And like tries to pull out his gun. And I'm like, you said that in the least menacing way possible. It's like, it's like he was thinking, like Harrison Ford was thinking, okay, I have to be menacing. How do I be menacing? But I'm also not evil, but I want to be evil. So I'm going to talk like this. Yeah. <laughs> That's his emotional distress voice. Yeah. Mixed with drunkenness. Yeah, it's like, I'm not feeling my best right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's the 30s. Yeah. I really like the actress in this movie who plays the character of Marion. Karen uh, yeah. Allen. Yeah, yeah. I've only seen two... From my recollection, I've only seen two films with her. This and then Scrooged. But I'm looking at her IMDb. She's in a couple of them. She's in Starman with Jeff Bridges. Have you ever heard of this? No. An alien takes the form over the death. Oh, James. Jenny Hayden never did get over the death of her husband. So when an alien form decides to model himself on the husband, Jenny's understandably confused, if not terrified. The alien, or Starman as he is called, has a deadline to meet and kidnaps Jenny in order to meet it. Ooh. It seems intriguing. It does. Interesting. Young Jeff Bridges. Ooh. Yeah, huh. 1984 Jeff Bridges. Interesting. Um... But yeah, I don't think she's done much, but... Wait, she's in Animal House. Oh. I never noticed her in that. Right. Wait, I saw this recently. Huh. I wonder which... I'm trying to think if I remember her in this. Katie. I'm trying to find an image with her in Animal House. It's... Let's see here. Karen Allen. Katie. Searching Katie. Animal House is a pretty good film. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, there she is. Let me yeah. see. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, yeah. She's... I love her intro in this movie when we first meet her. Yeah. Also, it's so weird because they never really give a rationale as to why she owns a bar in Nepal. Or, like, <laughs> if she owns a bar or she works for, like, a bar yeah. in Nepal... 
Um, like, it's not like she's taking, like, a gap year from college and is, like, out discovering herself. <laughs> she's just out there in the mountains of Nepal having drinking competitions. Well, she owns the bar, it seems like. I thought she owns the bar. But she mentions how she's stuck working at this place. And so I'm like, does she not own the bar? I always thought she owned the bar. I That's what I gathered. Let's check the Indiana Jones wiki. I'm sure it exists. And then, what happened to her father? I think her father just died. Her father just died? Yeah, I think her father died either like a few years ago. And I was trying to understand the subtext. So the last time Indiana Jones had seen... So, there was a falling out between Indiana Jones and her father, which was Indiana Jones' is old professor and mentor. Yes. I get that the falling out was because of Indiana Jones and her character dating and then he left her i think so and it looks to be like they were like very different in age looking on the wikipedia page for this character marion ravenwood it looks like in the novelization oh, this is based on novels well in the novelization oh of the, of the film movie. yeah gotcha. of the movie. um it looks like Marion was 17 and Indiana Jones was 27. Marion was 17 so they in this had a, movie? A 10 year. No, 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 no. In the in the in the book it implies that they were 10 years different. Oh, 10 years in the past. When they well no, 10 years when they were dating. <laughs> Which was 10 years previous to 1936. So 1926. Yes. It looks like marion was 17 and indiana jones was 27 oh so when she says like i was a child i was in love it was wrong and you knew it like indiana jones was dating someone way too young (laughs) for him um that's not really cool Uh, yeah that makes Uh, me think of indiana jones in a different light uh, oh okay so it says, after Jones broke off contact with both of them, he returned to the United States to focus his career as an archaeology professor, and Marion and her father settled in Nepal. She later started running the local tavern, The Raven, after its manager, her father, died and left it to her. Oh, okay. Oh, gotcha. It says, taking advantage of her high tolerance for alcohol, she would frequently drink the bar's patrons under the table on a wager. She refused to return to the United States until she had enough money to return, quote, with style. <laughs> so, huh. Interesting. But yeah, I love, I just love the villains in this movie as well. You have, oh, pardon me. Um, you know, you have Belloc, this French archaeologist who, in his own words, has strayed too far from the pure religion of archaeology. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have this Gestapo agent, this creepy guy with like the glasses and the black leather coat. Always wearing a suit. Yeah, he's always wearing a suit. Um, I love the kind of fake out in the tent when they're in near Tannis. Mm-hmm. Um, and like he pulls out like looks like nunchucks, and you're like, Oh, I know. Like, what are you gonna do with that? That is pretty good. Like, oh, yeah. and they're like, Oh, it's a hanger. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, that's not scary at all. That was good. That was really good. I also just love his line when he comes in. He's like, like, Where did you get that dress? It, you know, 
Why would you be so overdressed yeah, in she's the like, desert? You said something like typical American. Yeah, typical Americans. You're always overdressed. And I'm like, you're wearing a, a full suit in the desert. Yeah, the irony is palpable. Um, There's a lot of jump scares in this movie, too. There are. And having seen them, I wasn't, like, nothing frightened me. But we were watching it with some friends of ours who had never seen it before. And it definitely got them. Yeah, it got me. I was like, it got you several times as well. Oh, yeah. Although every, almost every time it was a snake. I was like, a snake! Another snake! Yeah. And then I'd get a, a statue for a reprieve. Yeah. Oh, an Anubis statue! Oh, a snake! Yeah. And then there's the... So they're getting out of, like, the... Where the Ark was kept. Yeah. Um, Marion and Indy, like, running through. And, like, Marion's, like, all these dead... Cor- like, all these corpses... You know, these, these dead mummies are there, and they're, like, they're just grabbing for I mean, I don't think they're actually grabbing for her, because she's, like, hitting them, but it looks like they're grabbing for her. Yeah. But, like, all of them falling on her, and it's like, oh, gross, gross, gross. It's definitely, like, a gross-out movie. <laughs> um, and I would definitely categorize it as a family adventure film. I would say family, because this is one of those movies that, like, grandpa can enjoy, grandma can enjoy... Mom, dad, everyone to the little five-year-old. Yeah, the dog. Yeah, the dog, the cat, the pet snake especially is going to love it. Well, he won't like the time, you know. He when the snakes are burned. Well, he won't like it when Indiana Jones throws gasoline <laughs> on them and catches <laughs> them all on fire. Yeah, probably not. Um, Unless you have an asp, as as his friend Salah <laughs> says, because he kind of rolls over seeing it and it's like, snakes. Why'd I have to be snakes? And his friends are like, Asps, very dangerous. You should go first. That's actually a pretty good voice. Well, thank you, thank you. I've been working on my Salah impression for a while. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's also in the third movie, because they go back to Egypt, um, and he's there, and he joins Is them he? Oh, cool. for like a bulk of the movie. He's a lot different in that movie. In the, um, the older, he's much more goofy. Well, well, he's been kissed like, by... He's been kissed by Marion and he... Yeah, this boy. Like, he, he sings his, like, like British sailor song. You know, <laughs> I was so mad in Scotland. And it's like, it, why do you sing these random songs? Like, I get that you're happy. Part of me is like, Spielberg is, is feeding into these, like, bad stereotypes of, like, <laughs> Middle Eastern, Egyptian, you know, foreigners... Mm-hmm. You know, oh, they got monkeys running around everywhere, and you know, um, the, when they get to Cairo, um, you know, Salah's there, and and he's like, oh, Cairo, paradise on earth, yeah. And then this monkey jumps on Marion, and the wife's like, oh, what's what's this monkey doing here? What's what's going on? She's like, oh, he's kind of cute. He's like, oh, well, in that case, we'll keep it. And she's like, I, what? No, it's not what I said. And then you have, like, the amulet guy who's, like, figuring out what it says. He's like, no, come here. Oh, come sit down. Yeah. Like, all these weird stereotypes. Like, everyone, I think one of our friends pointed out that everyone in the marketplace was, like, missing teeth. (laughs) Um, And, like, I don't think in the 30s Egypt was, like, a third world country. I'm going to Google Cairo 1936 just to see... What pops up, and hopefully no Indiana Jones things pop up. Yeah, no, it 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 looks like a regular city. Maybe there were parts of it that were different. 
I mean, it has like its older parts, but like. Oh, that looks. Yeah, it's I not. Can still see it. I mean, it's not, you know, super, you know, old. I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's always going to be some dramatization. This is. Film. Oh yeah. This is I keep saying film today, like I'm a snobby film critic. You can say film. Oh, film. It's not bad. <laughs> um, but but yeah, it's um, it's interesting. The whole, but again, the whole again, the whole movie feels very. You know, some movies feel like oh, it was a historical film, but it was made in two thousand or whatever. You know, like there's the um, oh, what's it? Gerard Butler, not Gerard Butler, Russell Crowe, like Robin Hood movie mm-hmm. came out a few years ago, but it feels like an like a modern action movie. But like Indiana Jones doesn't feel like an eighties action movie. It feels, you know, like a 30s, 40s swashbuckling kind of film. Yeah. Which I really, really like. Because um, it's not relying on tropes of the times. Right. And it's so weird to think that, like, a year prior to this being released, Empire Strikes Back from Star Wars came out. Yeah. You had all that sci-fi adventure. And then it's like, you know, new from Steven Spielberg. The night I brought you Jaws. And, you know, helped work on Star Wars. Archaeology. But also George Lucas. George Lucas also produced it. And he so, wrote the screenplay, I think. Yeah, so it's like, ah, uh, archaeology action man. <laughs> also, of all the states in the country, for for Dr. Jones, I think his name is Henry. He's, yeah. He's Henry Jones. For Henry Jones to pick as his, like, his action Nickname. He picked Indiana. Like there are much cooler states out oh, there. Oh, I didn't catch that. His real name's not Indiana. Yeah, his real name is Henry. Oh. It's Henry Jones. You do learn. Um, is that his full, Is that his real name? Um, yeah, Doctor Henry Jones. Um, so, you come to find out that in the third movie. <sighs> I keep yawning. We are recording this very late at night. Um, that the, their dog, when he was younger, because his father joins him in the third movie, played by Sean Connery. Which oh. is interesting because Harrison Ford and Sean Connery are not that different in age. It's only like <laughs> five years different. <laughs> Wait, no way. Only five years? So, uh, let's see. Sean Connery age. Sean Connery is 88. Okay, yeah. How old is he? Okay, he's 88, and Harrison Ford is 76. Still, it's not... Oh, yeah, 12 years. It's not that much that... A 12-year-old's not having a child, you know? Let's hope not. But they really play up his his age, um, or his, his agedness, I guess. Um, but you come to find out that his... Their, their family dog was named Indiana. Oh. There's a line where, I think, Salah... Is there and he's like Indiana, come here, and his father's like Indiana, we named the dog Indiana. And he's oh, like, so his father is unaware that his son is going by that name. Yeah, he's so his father is kidnapped in the third one by the Nazis um, because his father is the like foremost Grail expert, mm-hmm. 
And after the failed attempt at getting the holy at the game the Ark of the Covenant, the Nazis tried to get the Holy Grail. Ah. So that's the third movie. I see. Um, I think it's better than the first one. Better than Raiders of the Lost Ark. Dang. Um, well, I saw I was on IMDb earlier today, mm-hmm. and I saw you know how randomly it'll show similar things like lists you might be interested in. Yeah. yeah. And I, I like how it shows me some where it's just the title is my favorite movies or my top. <laughs> Like what? This is so personal, and all four Indiana Jones movies were on that list. Yeah, even the Crystal Skull. Oh no! Actually, the Crystal Skull actually did better than I think the second one in terms of Metascore. Really? Yeah. That's not surprising. No. No. Um. Yeah. No. Not at all. Um. I'm looking at um, IMDb's top-rated movies. I'm wondering if Where's the Lost Ark is even on here. I don't... Oh, yeah. Number 46 on the IMDb top uh, 250. Oh, okay. So it's on there. Is Where's uh, the Lost Ark, 46. Um, number one being Shawshank Redemption. Um, but, but yeah, uh, where's the lost Ark? I think it's just, it's great. It's fun. It's classic action. It's classic, um, Hollywood. It's a love letter to the forties, to the thirties. Um, and there's just a lot of great one liners in there as well with, you know, I hate, you know, I hate snakes. Why do I have to be snakes? Yeah. All that. I love how you were surprised that Alfred Molina was in the movie. Yeah. Um, and you were like, wait, Alfred Molina's in this movie? And I was like, yeah, he was just on screen when his name popped up. <laughs> yeah. Um, and such a minor role, too. It was, yeah, very beginning. To get, like, an opening credit spot. Yeah. Where he's in there for maybe, like, five minutes. And yeah. then he's killed. Right. Um, and just... I love the absurdity of that opening temple scene because it really sets the tone for the movie of like, it's, it's dark, it's mysterious. We're going on an adventure through this uncharted land. This, oh, it's so mysterious. Oh, wow. But then it's this kind of over-the-top action scene coming back of arrows are flying everywhere. The walls are collapsing. There's the yeah. giant boulder comes down and, you know... Of course, the villains there waiting to take the take the idol from him. Yeah, for after all that effort, you really feel for him. Yeah. So, in the third Indiana Jones movie, there's a flashback, and I saw yes. that there was a young Indiana Jones series that aired on ABC for 28 episodes. Did you ever watch that series? I did not. Um, when did that come out? Indiana Young. Ninety two, ninety three. Yeah. No, I did not. But I remember seeing, like, clips from it. And, like, yeah, the adventures of young Indiana Jones. And how, like, it was supposed to be, um, like, him traveling the world and, you know, meeting, learning how he meets all these different people. How he meets Salah, how he meets Marion, um, various other characters. There's always a girl in every Indiana Jones movie as well. So is you there? have Marion in the first one, 
And then the second one, which, as I mentioned before, um, is a... Prequel. Actually, a prequel. Yeah. Um, Indiana Jones. Make sure I get this right. And the Temple of Doom. The second one... Oh, her name's Willie. And she is a nightclub singer. And she Mm. is the worst part of the movie. Because all she does is complain throughout the movie. Um, Also... The opening for the Temple of Doom sets the tone for confusion. Does it? I'll show it to you after we're done recording this. It's not Indiana Jones, but yeah. Okay. Um, and then the third one, the female love interest is actually, is it Elsa? Indiana Jones women. It's um, listed in Indiana Jones characters. Da, 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 da. Where is it? Elsa, yeah, Elsa, Elsa Schneider. Oh, okay, Elsa she, Schneider. She's an archaeologist who wants the Holy Grail, mm-hmm. um, and she seduces Indiana to um, help him, like, find her, um, find his father. Mm-hmm. But you co- you come to find out that she's actually a Nazi. Oh, so, yeah, she's like a she keeps double crossing Indiana Jones throughout the movie, and ultimately she dies trying to get the Grail. Um, so, but yeah, so. there you go. But yeah, I like. Oh no, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. I was gonna say I like the ending where you see that the U.S. Army takes it. Yeah. And puts it with all these other boxes. So it looks like they're trying to weaponize it or use it as a weapon. Yeah. The, the, sorry, we just talked about the Holy Grail. Not the Holy Grail, but the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. It's um, it's really, really interesting how they... they keep it, very, it ends in a very mysterious way. And it doesn't even like end in a way that's like, oh, there could be a sequel. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very much a self-contained action movie you know yeah you it's can... kind of like oh bummer at the end yeah you get through all this work it's it's gone it's gonna be used as a weapon yeah um i think it's definitely um you know it's just that a great like mystery kind of leaves you wondering like what are they gonna do mm-hmm. are they gonna use it ever you know oh man that's that's really, you know, kind of almost like spooky that the U.S. government would just keep this there. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so very, very interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, this movie sold me. I'd, I'd watch the rest. Yeah. I'd watch the sequels. Awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's a good one. But Well, that was the first movie in our month of firsts next week. What are we going to be watching, Anthony? We're going to watch the Muppet movie. The Muppet movie, yes. Um, so this isn't this one isn't as much of a franchise. It's more just like a series of movies starring the Muppets. This is the first Muppet movie. I've never seen it. Um, I've never seen it either. So we're going in completely blind. I do enjoy the Muppets, though. I do, too. And I know some people really love the Muppets. Mm-hmm. I've never been... I, I've They've been kind of ancillary to me. Yeah. Like, I've seen some stuff they're in, but I don't know... I'm not... 
a walking encyclopedia of Muppet knowledge. Yeah, I know some people who love the Muppets and people who hate the Muppets. They're like they're really? like they are the worst thing about you know puppets. I guess I don't know. <laughs> um, I think they're very fun. Yeah, they're goofy and the Muppets like Indiana Jones. Oh god! I think can, Here we go. can be fun connecting for, them exactly. Yeah, can be fun for the whole family. Oh yeah, like, for sure. There's jokes for the parents. There's jokes for the kids and everything in between. Mm-hmm. And even though it's you know this felt frog with his various companions, the love interest pig. You, you know, had to come up. No, you needed alliteration for the pig. <laughs> uh, the felt frog and the uh, uh, precocious pig? pig i don't know <laughs> I um, we'll take it you know she uh it's it's all very you know yeah it, it just works it right works. the rambunctious rat yeah the funny fozzy <laughs> bear <laughs> the boisterous bear yeah. um but yeah so well awesome well it was great watching indiana jones Looking forward to next week. I am too. We'll see y'all next time on Double A Pop Culture Cast. Noise.